Welcome back to the Wise Athletes Podcast. For episode number 75, I am joined by Reem Selmy, the creator of the sugar-free but delicious Miro chocolate and a thoughtful advocate of mindful eating. Recently, I have been thinking that I have been missing out on life by being too controlled in my eating. Of course, my first priority still is keeping my body composition where I want it, but I've been wondering if just being in control and denying myself the quote-unquote bad foods was maybe a mistake. Perhaps not in the context of failing, but in the sense that perhaps I would enjoy my life more if I could find a way to have my healthy body composition and enjoy my food. I thought that I would look for a healthy indulgence such as sugar-free chocolate that would not only be healthy but not taste like diet chocolate. But in my research, what I found was so much more. I'm still thinking about how it all fits into my life. I thought I would share it with you here. So listen in to hear Reem tell us how she learned to control her eating while increasing her pleasure in food in a number of ways, including eating whenever she's hungry, but only enough to satiate the hunger. She doesn't deprive herself, so she never loses control. She also tries to taste the ingredients when she eats. She makes a game out of distinguishing each of the many flavors in a well-prepared dish. And she eats slowly to fill her stomach with one-third water, one-third food, and one-third air, so as to not overeat and overwhelm her digestion processes, which gives her higher energy and better sleep. And lastly, she will tell us about how she came to create Miro chocolate, which is a sugar-free milk chocolate-like chocolate, but that is vegan. It's uh, really quite amazing. Okay, let's talk to Reem about mindful eating and Miro chocolate. Reem Selmy, welcome to the Wise Athletes Podcast. Thank you for joining me today. Hi, thank you very much for having me. Well, you know, I gotta say, I think your story and your chocolate will resonate with many people listening today. And here, let me tell you why. Well, typically my guests are like medical doctors or research PhDs or endurance athlete coaches. What I'm going to tell you now and, and, and I'm telling the audience at the same time is that the reason that I asked you to come on is because I personally have been struggling lately with this internal conflict. And I think it's not uncommon. I think I'm going to say it's common among older athletes that we tend to be highly disciplined purposeful people, particularly in our quest for athletic performance. And that includes what we eat and what we don't eat. And this don't eat part is really kind of the key to what I want to talk about. I, I find that I, I am really great at restricting myself from eating quote unquote bad foods really well. But I've begun to think that I may be missing out on life <laughs> a little bit here. And I don't have a good balance between what I am trying to achieve in my health and athletic performance, but I'm not getting enough of, for lack of a better word, enjoying myself, finding pleasure in my food. And so that's why I've asked you to come on here. I, I'm interested in knowing you know, your story and how did you develop this healthy but still delicious chocolate and what are your philosophies and tricks in life for uh, staying healthy? What do you think about this whole topic? Okay, so um, basically, I had several parts of my journey that led me to create what I've created. And the first part is when I stepped yeah. into a plant-based lifestyle. Um, it was just like, I used to have like a hectic uh, lifestyle and, um, and it really helped me to nourish myself and feel better. And I saw like, results straight away. The second part was when I developed gestational diabetes when I was pregnant with my daughter. 
And these, though, made me realize the amount, like how sugar can affect your body and, um, and, 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 and yourself. So I had a very bad pregnancy because I, I have a sweet tooth and uh, restraining my, restricting myself was, didn't feel natural. So I had the opposite issue than the one you have where you don't really allow yourself yeah. or you don't even, you, you're happy with your current diet, but you're more thinking of maybe I'm missing out. So for me, it was the opposite, like how to restrict myself more yeah. and, and, and stop like indulging on, on stuff that I love because of my uh, condition at that time, which, which was gestational diabetes. Uh, okay. um, so for me, I, I always loved chocolate. So I grew up in Europe and, and I was, like chocolate is very present, much more than in America. And, um, and then, so what happened was I tried every single low sugar chocolate I could find. And I was really disappointed by the taste, the texture, or also my health goals, uh, because it was either very processed and I follow a plant-based diet. So it's quite unprocessed. Um, and yes, there was something always like a piece of a puzzle that was missing and, and, I thought, okay, I'm going to recreate it. I don't want any aftertaste. I, I just want like the full chocolate experience. But something that I wanted yeah. is to not have to eat the full bar to feel satiated. I wanted like to have like a couple of squares and feel satiated. And to do that, you need to put a lot of natural and whole ingredients like nut butter, nut milk, and those kind of things. So that's really what, what we try to create, like a a chocolate bar that even if you have like the worst sweet tooth ever, you can, you don't feel the need to eat everything because you're like, Oh my God, I feel great. Like I feel good. Right. And, and that's what we've done. Yeah. That sounds good. Even though that, even though that is sort of the other side of the coin from where I'm coming from, I think it is the same coin. Cause in the last 12 months, I have actually gone through a process of looking for, low or actually no sugar is what I was really kind of hoping for low or no sugar, dark chocolate. Cause I wanted the health benefits of the chocolate. It wasn't really so much that I wanted the pleasure of the chocolate. Ultimately I could not find it. I couldn't find a product like that, but what I did find, which I guess just suited my uh, no pleasure discipline was just eating cacao powder which of course has you know no sugar, almost no calories. It's got that chocolate flavor, but it's very bitter. And so there's no pleasure in it. My kids will tell you when I try, because I tried to get them to like it. They're like, this is awful. Nobody can eat this. But you do get a little bit of a chocolate flavor. And, and having eaten it for time, I have sort of become a chocolatey person, but I still am looking for that, gosh, I want that pleasure. But so many of these like products that you buy in the market today, they got a lot of fat in them and they've got a lot of sugar in them. And they're this sort of unnaturally calorie dense, super palatable foods, and you just can't stop eating them. And so what you have described sounds right. Like you can get a lot of pleasure from it, maybe a little health benefit too. But the biggest thing is that because it is not overstuffed full of sugar, you don't feel like you have to keep eating it your brain doesn't take over and you just eat all of it that is in the house so i, I think we are onto something here so let's go let's step through this I, i've got a few things that i would like to hear from you one would be your story you, you've mentioned it a little bit here but you know this path from 
you being a normal person with a job to being a person who makes chocolate. That's <laughs> got to be interesting. This formulation that you have that is very low sugar, but yet tastes really good. How did you come to that? And then, you know, anything that you could share with us. I've heard you talk on other podcasts, so I know you've got this story of finding your health through, uh, among other things, a diet. And so how do you stay on your diet? What are some of the tricks you've used for staying on the path that I assume makes you happy, but also helps you to be healthy? And, you know, are you, you know, are you relying on willpower or have you developed habits or is it social support? And anyway, we'll just step through these things one at a time. If that all sounds good to you. Sounds good. If it does, then let's just start with this. You know, what's the backstory? How did you become a chocolate maker? I've always been a chocolate lover. Like I've tried single origin chocolate and enjoying like, I don't know how many like types of chocolate I've tried in my life. And, and I was born and raised yeah. in, in France. So, um, which is close to Belgium. Uh, France itself has a very strong chocolate heritage, Switzerland and those kind of things. So I really, I was used to that. Um, but I never really tried it with a different, like with a health uh, perspective, the way I did later on in my life. So it was more like pleasure and, yeah. and enjoying something in the moment. Um, something I've learned along the years that actually goes back to the trick thing you mentioned earlier that you would like to know more about is learning to appreciate something so learning to appreciate a piece of chocolate so a piece of chocolate is not like just like all of a sudden you feel wow it's amazing it's in your mouth and it's very really delicious it's really being present yeah. and that's actually what the the name miro means it just like describes the idea that when you pause to wonder it just transports you to another place where you wonder so i gave this name to the brand like miro it comes from latin to the to the brand of the our our chocolate brand basically and and that's something okay. i've learned along the way to just pause to enjoy and in my life i had several like i tried a lot of things i tried a lot of diet i tried a lot of i tried restrictions i tried so many things but what worked really well for me is to not restrict myself because i don't feel the urge mm. to binge or to, to binge sorry over food um I don't feel uh, the need to, like, I don't feel the frustration of restriction that I can feel when I'm really like, I'm like, no, no, it's not the cheat day or it's not the cheat meal. You have to wait during like Saturday or Sunday. So is this like an intuitive eating? So it's more a mindfulness practice. So when you eat, there is no uh, phone, okay. there is no TV. There is just like people you love sharing a, me a meal with. And, um, and really focusing on the flavors and ideally even having several colors in your plate that makes it really yeah. beautiful, appetizing. So I'm not saying that you have to become like a three-star Michelin kind of cook, but I'm more saying that you, you just, I mean, if you can bring a bit of colors in, in your table with, for example, some fruits of different colors, a bit of salad, a bit of... So I follow a plant-based diet, so for me there is no meat, but for those who eat meat, like a reasonable piece of meat that is like the best quality piece of meat you can find rather than just like 
ch very cheap piece of meat or a fish that is really cooked in the oven. Um, nothing like um, in the from the sorry, how do we say that? <laughs> the basically like you just cook it in in the most natural way. An oven is a fantastic way to to cook your mm -hmm. your, your your meal and and be present. Really trying to enjoy every every part of your meal. And so is that like the chewing your food well and tasting all the flavors, concentrating on the mouthfeel? Exactly. Even taking a minute at the beginning of your meal to try to, if it's not who, you who prepared the meal, say you can be like what was almost like a game. What, which ingredients were used? Okay, I can recognize olive oil. I can mm. recognize this and that. At the beginning, it's an exercise, and then it's just like a second nature. Like it just like you do it intuitively, and and then maybe like something that melts in your mouth, you you notice it, the smell, the the colors, like all your senses, and and this will like has been the biggest difference. And then one day, also a dietitian. Um, like gave me probably one of the best advice I ever got, which was stop when you feel that you're no longer hungry because then you don't just like fill in your stomach with stuff you don't need, but eat whatever you want. But the thing is when you eat whatever you want, if you don't eat healthy anyway, your body will tell you, like you will have signals from your body, like you, you will be craving under the form of cravings. Like you will be cravings, for example, something more like healthier, like with more nutrients. And if, uh, for example, you have some, like you need more, for example, at some point I had some vitamin B12 um, deficiency. So I was craving like um, yeah. food that was loaded in vitamin B12, like meat. And I am not a meat uh -huh. eater. I've never loved meat at all. So I had to do instead of that, like injections. But my point is, you will crave stuff that you need. So I think that our bodies are so smart that they do the job for you if you really pay attention to the signals. But you have to learn to listen to your body. And it's not something that is easy. But I think the way you describe your audience and yourself I think you are in very good position yeah. and you and most of you have are probably very in tune with with your body. This business of slowing down and eating and enjoying the food and chewing it well, that might be a, a struggle for some people. I know that I don't always do that. I have heard this before and and so I have been trying to do it, but if you go back 10 years, you know, I ate my food like my dog eats his food, you know, it's just like, I don't even chew it. It's just gone. And, you know, I didn't even enjoy it. Uh, I didn't even taste it. It's just gone. Uh, you know, it's, I swallow, I chewed it as little as I had to in order to swallow it so I could then take another bite. So totally the opposite of what you're suggesting and, and what I think is right. And not stop when you're full, but stop when you're not hungry anymore. Yes, absolutely. And um, I, I visited a lot of countries around the world and there there are countries where they leave the table when they are not totally full. Like they say, I need to have one third of my stomach needs to be um, filled with uh, water, a third with food, and a third with air. And I found this completely like incredible because it means that 
you leave some space for your stomach to process the food, you're not full and you sleep better and like you have more energy all day. And I think that when you when you restrict yourself like to one third of your meal is to this philosophy of one one third of the meal has to be food, then you don't want to eat crap food or junk food or or food food that don't have any flavors uh, or bring no pre- no pleasure. You just want the very best of what you can get in terms of everything: nutrition, taste, pleasure, everything. So, um, so I found that it was a beautiful philosophy um, that we should maybe bring in those like in Western countries that we, we, we don't have here. That sounds really great. It makes perfectly good sense. And I've heard other people talk about it as it relates to alcohol consumption, because more and more people are thinking, oh, gosh, you know, alcohol's not that good for you. And maybe I should drink less. And and what people were saying was, well, if I'm going to drink less, then I'm going to have higher quality stuff. And I'm going to really enjoy that one drink rather than, you know, some low quality thing. And I'm going to have five of them. But it makes perfectly good sense. And it seems to be, again, the same thing that we're talking about here, which is this business of I'm missing out on the pleasure of it. And you are saying, yeah, and not just that, but if you can enjoy it, enough, then that will help you to limit your consumption. You will, you won't feel like you need to restrict your eating. You will naturally not feel like you need as much if you're, if you're doing this one third water, one third really delicious, tasty food and one third air. Yes, exactly. It's a bit like the intermittent fasting diet. When you start, when you fasted for 16 hours, you don't want to put like some crappy stuff in your stomach, right? Like you want to put like some delicious, nutritious food. A, you want to reward yourself after yeah. after 16 hours. And so something delicious, like a really good smoothie and be something that is so nutritious that it will just wake up naturally your body. And smoothies are, are amazing for that. Dates are amazing for that. So it's really like... Right. Um, respecting your body to a point where you like there, there are two ways of doing like taking the nutrition into consideration the way you probably already do and also taking your um, your own like senses into consideration through something that is really delicious and when you manage to combine both then like you are making the must of your of your meal okay well very interesting and so i assume that this is how you manage your own diet you don't restrict yourself but you focus on you say high quality and maybe people would know what that means uh, tasty food not just the chocolate but really everything that they eat and being mindful as they eat it and obviously drinking water (laughs) and stopping when they're not hungry anymore uh, as opposed to when they're full not having to stop yourself before you're done, you naturally would feel like you had had enough. And that is a good balance in the calories that uh, you're consuming versus the calories that you're burning. Is that sort of your personal method for how you manage your diet? Yes, that's that's absolutely right. And one thing, so I just wanted also to elaborate a bit more on the high quality thing because you were not sure to understand. Okay. So what I mean by high quality is, for example, if you take eggs, 
go for pasture eggs, not cage-free yeah. or whatever that are just camps, but really pasture-raised eggs. If you go for fish, go for wild-caught rather than just farmed fish. If you go for um, uh. veggies, if you can, it's not given to everyone, but if you can go for organic, if you can go for at least non-GMO, those kind of things really, really that just... You know, because if you, 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 you run a marathon every two weeks, but you eat like food that contains, that are loaded like in, in, in GMO or um, that are not really, even if they are veggies, that really harms your body. It's worse than poison because it harms you without you knowing it. And, and it takes like maybe 20 years, 30 years. And, and nowadays there are so many cancers and they start to link it to GMO food like food containing GMO. So it's worse than poison because when there is poison, you, you can feel it, you can do something immediately. You go like to the emergency room and you try to get the poison out of your body. But for GMO stuff like food, you you, you can't feel anything. So it's like a, a microdose of yeah. poison every yeah. single day of your life. And, and, and that's really what I meant by high quality food. Okay. Well, so let's go back to the beginning and you can talk about sort of the path that you went on of a you know of being a regular person with a regular job and it made you unhealthy and then that path to finding your health led you to also starting this company that makes chocolate and then how did you come up with this formulation okay okay so um for the first part i so i was working like a hectic job where Till very late at night, I needed to be at the office. So I used to rely primarily on stuff like buying sandwiches outside, not knowing what was in my plate, um, eating like a lot of sugar every single day, just like for the energy boost. Yeah. And then when I quit in my job, I felt really, really miserable, very bad. Um, and I had a lot of issues, like issues with my sleep, with my productivity, with so many things. So I, I started like yeah. um, a, di a dairy-free diet for two weeks, and, and I just loved the results. Um, I felt much better. Dairy-free, is that what you said? Dairy-free? Yes. Okay. And um, so I thought, okay, why not going fully plant-based for, for two weeks? So I went fully plant-based, okay. and I saw results that were totally incredible, like in terms of all the stuff I mentioned, like productivity, sleep, um, even like mood, like the mood was just like better. It, like I felt really stronger and I felt less dependent on food, uh, which was, which was great. And, and, and then, so this first part, I, I really like explaining it as it's, it's more than a diet. Like a plant-based diet is more than a diet. A plant-based diet is, is almost a philosophy. Yeah. I know a lot of people who went vegan and then they stepped out of the vegan diet, but they still apply the vegan philosophy in the sense that even if they, they eat now uh, eggs or, or fish, they try to get as much veggies as possible in their plate. So it's just like a way of educating yourself. Yeah. Uh, I mean, at that time, it was a way of educating myself. Now it, become, it, it has become almost a second nature for me. When you said that you were less dependent on food, does that mean you were less hungry or you used food less for energy? So actually it's a bit of both. So I, I needed uh, less food to achieve a certain amount of energy and, and I was less hungry too. Uh -huh. um, 
And the reason why I was less hungry and like, yeah, I I think it's also due to the fact that I used um, a lot of like healthy fats, like olive oil and uh, to give some, because veggies can be a bit boring. So you need to know how to cook them. And um, you you use a lot of spices, you use a lot of oil and, and it just like really um, feeds you. And then um, I initially, I didn't know anything about the plant-based diet, so... I was worried about my proteins and I realized that actually I was eating yeah. enough proteins. So I was totally full. But maybe less sugar or something? Sugar is is vegan. So yeah, at, at some point I reduced the amount of sugar I was eating, but I was still eating a bit of sugar every day. So it's not like something that I totally okay. removed, but it was more like so nutritious what I had in my plates that I didn't have yeah. any like carbs cravings like for pasta or for those kind of things um so i i felt great and then the amount of energy was much 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 better well that's good and so uh you went down this path of learning and and then um your body adopt adapting to this new diet Uh, i mean one of the experiences i had if you start eating more naturally flavored foods then natural flavors start tasting good you know when you're used to putting ketchup on everything, then everything tastes boring. But once your taste buds get used to what real things taste like, suddenly the these more subtle but natural flavors taste very good. Is, is that what you found? Oh, yeah, 100%. So uh, not only I could taste, not like I won't say all of the ingredients because there are always some spices or some stuff that you can guess. But I, can, I could really almost guess yeah. all the ingredients that were in my in, in my food. Um, it's almost like re-educating your taste buds. Um, and I had like a love for, yeah. I developed a love for like um, natural ingredients, for spices, for those kind of things that I, I, I never had before. Okay, cool. Uh, and so, so you went down this path, uh, plant-based and... Where did this leap to chocolate? So I had to eat like dark chocolate for quite some time because following a plant-based diet, if like there are three types of chocolate essentially. Um, so white, which is essentially cocoa, butter, and sugar, and milk. Um, milk chocolate, which is which contains milk and dark. So I had to go for dark chocolate. So, but I always had like a, a sweet spot for milk chocolate. It has always been my, my favorite thing on earth. So I was a bit yeah, frustrated. Yeah. And then when I um, developed gest- gestational diabetes and I tried all those chocolates, I thought, okay, I think I can do, I think I can do better with like all the chocolates I've tried in my life and knowing what I know, uh, because I'm, I'm really like a passionate, like a, a real chocolate lover. So, um, so I thought, yeah. okay, maybe I can do something there. So I just combined my love for plant-based food and my frustration with the fact that I couldn't have any milk chocolate with my gestational diabetes um, kind of frustration that I got being when I was pregnant. And I created a product that yeah. where, you know, you can still have like white chocolate and milk chocolate, even if you're vegan or you want to reduce your uh, dairy intake. Um, and that was also low in sugar. So it was more like a wellness product, like people that were that are athletes, for example, people that are just have like an interest for healthier food or or people that have a specific diet, 
can all see like a potential fit in my product because um, it just fits in their lifestyle. Like they they don't have to compromise on anything. So that was the idea. And what something that was really important to me was the satiating point. We discussed about it earlier, yeah, yeah. but um, through also like adding um, a lot of good fat through natural, for example, nut butter. So all our products have nut butter uh, and and uh, and nut milk, and and that's the reason why also after like um, just a piece of chocolate, you're like okay, or one peanut butter cup, you're like okay, that's fine. I'm going to one another one. So um, so that was really what I wanted to create a product that would tick all the boxes and that I would feel really comfortable about eating myself. Well, so how did you stumble on this formulation? I'm sure other people have tried to come up with a healthy vegan version. I assume your product is vegan. Yeah. A version of a chocolate that would be healthy, but not necessarily taste like it's healthy, meaning like it, you know, it doesn't taste like a diet version, you know, a diet Coke versus yeah. a regular Coke kind of a thing. Uh, so how did you come up with it? Um, okay, so it's not my first food product. Um, I'm the person who created the first vegan Magnum style of ice cream in Europe when I used to live there. So, um, oh. so I had like some experience with food, um, always in the sweet space. Um, and with chocolate, because yeah. you have, you know, like what we call a chocolate coverture that um, um, covers the, the 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 ice cream. So I did have some experience with chocolate yeah. and 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 everything. Um, what I felt okay. was so I just when I get into something that I'm really passionate about, I don't mind reading like thousands of reports of like fusion point and. Um, and and other stuff that are really technical about a product and how to extend it naturally a shelf life and those kind of things. So there is no shortcut really. It's really about like um, trying to learn uh, in a very humble way, asking to people, like knocking at doors, talking to people, and say, okay, like I would like to, I would love to create this. Um, where do you advise me? Like through what type of literature should I start with to develop my knowledge? Um, and and really trying to go back to the going back to the basis of what is a good chocolate because there is a lot of things around, um, and and that's that's what I've done. And we all get to enjoy the pleasures of this creation that you have come up with. I wonder before we start to wrap up if there's if there's anything else that you think would be useful to people, whether they're like me and they're too restrictive and they're just looking to find ways to add pleasure from food back into their lives without losing control or maybe they're more like you where they had trouble controlling themselves and they had to get foods that would not encourage them to lose control but at the same time would be healthy you know any other tips or 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 things that you have found useful to yourself habits or social support or anything like that I think that um, when you find two or three blogs or yeah. two or three podcasts or influencers that yeah. are exactly people that are exactly in the same path than you are, and you just rely on these um, because they do basically the research for you and they bring you like the 
on the news, like the, 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 the results of the research, when you find you don't need to have like an extensive library of podcasts yeah. or an extensive library of, of, of bloggers, but at least two or three that are very similar in the approach you like um, and, and in your, that really work on, um, that have for, as a mission to, to solve an issue you are trying to solve to, your, to yourself. I mean, you'll get like every time you'll stay on track mm-hmm. because it's like getting every week a dose of, um, of motivation, but also knowing a little bit more, what are the results of like, some research that have yeah. been carried uh, carried out somewhere in Scandinavia about, for example, sugar. So let's assume that my goal was to reduce the amount of sugar. I think I would follow probably like a couple of blogs, a couple of podcasts, and and try to receive their newsletter to stay my to to keep myself updated of the latest news. And this, I think, is a motivation. There are, of course, like the Facebook communities that um, that are that are really helpful. But I think the very best support you can get is around you, like your family and closest friends. If, for example, I had stopped eating, like I started a plant-based diet and they would all have been like eating sushis like around me, it would have been a struggle because I very much loved sushis. So it's really like uh, trying to almost like without their permission, like forcing them to get into this journey where they they support you. Um, and supporting someone is not just to say, yeah, yeah, don't yeah. worry, it's fine. But not like eating like the, the, the full bar, like a chocolate bar that has like 60 grams of sugar in front of you if you're craving sugar, for example. So it's just like, it's. I know it's very like, it's common sense what I'm saying, but it's just like a reminder. It really starts from like within your home, I guess. Well, I think that that's right. You know, the quote I have read many times and again today is that you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And so, you know, surround yourself with people who are going to help you in your healthy habits. uh, And that includes your family. I think that that's great. Okay, so as a part of our wrap up, I, I, I would love for you to tell our audience more about your company and the kinds of things that you make and sell and how people can find it and find you online. Sure. So um, the name of my company is Miro and uh, we only sell through our website. So the website at the moment and it's M-I-I-R-O.co. So that's the website. .co, C-O. That's right. And we sell like a range of chocolate and baking, baking chips or like sugar uh, flavored uh, maple syrup that has, that is very low in sugar, oh. those, those kind of things. That's interesting. Yes, my kids love syrup. Uh, <laughs> maybe they're going to like sugar-free syrup. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, excellent. Okay, so um, Miro.co, that's great. Thank you very much. This has been helpful to me more than I thought it would be. So thank you for helping me to uh, expand my mind and my horizons. Thank you very much for having me. I really appreciate it. And, and I, I really enjoyed the conversation. I think it's, it's great to, uh, to, be, to be able to keep like stretching your mind with more like things that, you know, sometimes are even like outside of your circle and, and, um, it just like creates outstanding human beings and personalities so um keep going in your journey fantastic thank you very much reem you have a great day thank you take care 
Thank you so much for listening in to my discussion about mindful eating with Reem Selmy. You can find more information about Reem and Miro Chocolate in the show notes. And while you're there, you can sign up to take a free fitness as practices assessment, send us a question to address on the podcast, see all of our episodes, subscribe to our podcast, and you can sign up for our newsletter. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends. That'd be a great help. Thanks again.